Hello, my name's Eleanor Atkins. I'm a senior associate in KWM's dispute resolution team and co-author of this year's The Review, Class Actions in Australia. The Review is an opportunity to look back over developments in the class action space in Australia over the past year and see what's new, what's remained the same, and what's on the horizon as we move into next year. Today, I'm joined by two of our dispute resolution partners, Peter Stevenson and Liam Burgess, to discuss some of the key trends we've seen over the past year and what to make of them. Hi, Peter. Hi, Liam. Thanks for joining. Hi, Eleanor. Hi, Eleanor. It's good to be joining from Darawal country. Let's dive in. Liam, over the past year, we've seen quite a few competing class actions, either filed or had their carriage dispute determined by the court. What do you think is driving the filing of overlapping proceedings? Well, the group costs order regime in the Supreme Court of Victoria does seem to be playing a part in that. Uh, obviously, under that regime, the plaintiff law firms have a direct financial interest that's tied to a successful outcome for the class. So those law firms are perhaps looking at a claim and forming a view both on prospects of the claim itself, but also on the likelihood that their firm will be awarded carriage. Mm. And in terms of how the problem of multiplicity of proceedings is resolved, what have you observed? We've seen a real mix this year. Um, there have been some hotly contested beauty parades, but we've also seen consolidation where two plaintiff firms effectively agreed to work with one another. It, it's been quite interesting to see this year where the overlap isn't necessarily between two or more class actions, but rather between a class action and a different form of proceeding. That's a question that the federal court is considering in the McDonald's class action, where there's a case that's been commenced by the relevant employee union, but a plaintiff law firm has also filed a class action. Similarly, in the recent data breaches at Optus and Medibank, for the first time, we've seen class actions commenced alongside uh, an office of the Australian Information Commissioner investigation uh, in, with representative complaints pursuant to its statutory powers. Neither the courts nor the OAIC have previously considered this issue of overlap between a class action and a representative complaint before the OAIC, so that's a new one as well. Well, last year, Peter, you actually predicted that we'd start to see class actions coming out of data breaches. And sure enough, this year, there's been a big focus on data breaches and privacy-related issues. That's right, Eleanor. And just recently, we've seen the federal government release its response to the Attorney-General's Privacy Act review report, and it has now indicated that it will be legislating some of the less controversial changes in the year ahead. That report from the Attorney-General's Department had recognised that individuals were facing difficulties when litigating a claim for breach of privacy under the Privacy Act, and it's actually recommended two new causes of action, a direct right of action under the Privacy Act and then a separate statutory tort for serious invasions of privacy. Now, although the government has agreed in principle with these proposals, they'll now be the subject for further consultation. And we know that proponents and participants in the class action system will be actively involved in that discussion. Even if these new causes of action are legislated, though, we still don't know whether a cyber incident where it involves a bad actor coming in and um, hacking a system would meet the criteria under either of those proposed um, causes of action. But in saying that, we'll definitely be watching the legislative reform process closely 
given the increase in other types of mass tort class actions in recent years. So, Peter, you picked it last year. Let's see if you can do it again. What do you think we'll see in the year ahead? Thanks, Eleanor. Pressure's on. Um, in terms of judgment, we have seen a couple of securities class actions where decisions in the initial trials are reserved. We'll be keeping a lookout for those because there's still only a handful of authorities in that area in class actions. We're also expecting the full federal court's decision in the McDonald's case, which Liam referred to earlier, which is expected to clarify the availability of common fund orders at the settlement stage of a proceeding. That'll be an important confirmation if the decision goes that way. In terms of new claims, we do expect to continue to see data and privacy-related issues resulting in further claims, but we also think the crypto space is perhaps a bit small in Australia to warrant a dramatic increase in filings in that area. 